everybody. It's the Chocolate Girl. I'm back with you to have a good time. I know it's been a minute, but I tell you, life's been kind of interesting lately. But anyway, let's get into this. There's something on my mind I have to talk about. I don't like to talk about controversial things too much, but this one just could not wait. So I just say as I listen to my alma mater's um, fight song play in the background because it's college football time. Let's get into this show today. This is season two and it's episode eight. Listen, sometimes you've just got to call your own people out in front of company. You don't want to, but they can act so ignorant sometimes. You're, you're left with no choice. And this is how I feel about this whole Deion Sanders controversy, which really shouldn't even be a controversy. I think people are being irrational and ungrateful. And there's also a deeper issue at play here, too, that I see. On the other hand, I'm going to even bring up to you a conspiracy theory that just came up in my mind on my own. So let's have a family meeting and clear up some issues today, shall we? So as everybody knows, Dion Primetime Sanders has been the head coach of the, of the football team at Jackson State University and HBCU. It's in Jackson, Mississippi. Yes, the same Jackson, Mississippi that had the water crisis where they didn't even have clean drinking water for a while. I'm not even sure if they still do by now. Same um, state where Brett Favre has taken some money from, uh, from the underprivileged people just to funnel it to his daughter's college and his alma mater. I think it's Ole Miss or Mississippi State, one of the two. But... um. Yeah, same state, Mississippi. I love Deion Sanders. Uh, who doesn't? The ones that don't are the, probably the ones that he helped to beat in when he was playing in the NFL or at Florida State when he was in college. So um, he got the head coach position at Jackson State. And I remember people being just shocked because it kind of came out of nowhere. I know he expressed an interest in coaching at the college level. And I know that he, you know, Florida State was one of the places that was considering him since that's where he went to school. Um, But he ended up at Jackson State, HBCU. And it's been great. I have followed the story since day one. I was hoping he'd come to Michigan State, hey, but we got Tucker, so I'm good with Tucker, but... Yeah, Deion Sanders, prime time. He hates Neon Dion, but that was one of his names. But anyhow, so he's there at Jackson State. One thing I will say, he definitely has the social media marketing and PR thing down. If you've been following Deion Sanders at all in his career, you will know this started all the way back when he got drafted. He... He had the the PR game on lock pre-internet, pre-digital marketing, pre-all of this. He had that game down 
from all from his little sayings to the way he dressed to the way he would arrive in places. He knew how to draw attention to himself. And that's really all PR is just managing perceptions and also exposing you to as many people as you can as public relations. Okay. So, um, he's a master. He goes to Jackson state. Everything has been on the up and up. Everything has been looking up. Of course, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes and sure we shouldn't know. But the one thing we do know is that both of his sons, uh, were brought there, Shadur and Shiloh. So they were brought there. Also, um, he gave half of his salary to repair the stadium. Now, of course, Jackson State is trying to say now that no, he did not give half his salary, that instead he donated uh, furnishings or something, items that needed for the stadium. It doesn't matter. It was half of his salary and his salary was only like $300,000. So that's 150000 of his own money. Needless to say, he also bought his teammate, his players and his coaching staff all kinds of things. He would pay for them when they would go would travel and go out to eat. He played, paid for the travel. He had them flying on United Airlines. Since, you know, there's a, he contacted them. He had uh, Michael Strahan give all the players suits so they could all look uniform and look nice and respectful and respectable when they traveled. And he, you know, always posted this on social media. So I've been following this all through social media in the, you know, media markets. And I can see the changes in the players themselves. They stood up a little straighter. They bought into what was going on. You saw relationships visibly forming on screen. And they won a lot. Well, in the abbreviated first season of 2020, because of the pandemic, there wasn't games. Second year, 2021, there were games. I think he might have lost four, maybe five games. But this season, he went undefeated. Won the SWAC championship. SWAC. Southwestern Athletic Conference. Good old swag. And um, everything was great. They're riding high, right? Well, behind the scenes, things seem to have been crumbling a little bit. But that's the part we didn't see. So finally, after they won uh, their last uh, game to go to the championship, the Celebration Bowl, he had to make an announcement. Well, there had been leaked leaked information that he actually was interviewing with three universities. I think it was TCU and something else. And of course, you know, uh, Colorado University, the Buffaloes. Same university where my beloved coach uh, Tucker is from. But anyway, I digress. So it got leaked that he was going to Colorado. So of course he's going to have to address it. So he calls the meeting, has all the players there, cameras there, and he announces that he's leaving. Now, by the time he announces this, it's kind of cavalier when he says it, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. And, uh, Hey, those that want to 
go in the transfer portal, go in the transfer portal. Those that want to go with me, maybe can, you can come with me. Those that want to stay, can stay. That type of thing. And in the video that I saw, a few of the players spoke thanking him. None of the players looked like they were mad and ready to kick his behind up in the room. Nobody looked angry. The staff didn't look angry. The AD looked looked like he was horrified as in, I don't know what I'm going to do to keep my job when this man leaves. So, Because his face was like a deer in the headlights. But he didn't look angry. Like, man, how could you do this to us? That's not what he looked like. So Coach Prime, as he likes to be called, um, after he made sure that the, that the players had better facilities so they could practice and not having to practice in somebody's park or in a high school gymnasium or something. After he made sure they had uh, showers, water that they could take showers in so they could refrain from having to take their baths in a local pool. Um, make sure that they had the right things to eat so they could be healthy and prepared for game day. All these things that he did on his own. From what I understand, meanwhile, he was promised by the president, or I should say the interim president of Jackson State, that the university would back him in these initiatives to get better facilities and better things for these players. Yet when it came time for them to put up the money, they wouldn't put up the money. I'm also hearing that he um, he was promised, he made a deal that when the ticket sales sold out, when the tickets sold out, that he and his players and his coaching staff would get a percentage of those profits, of those sales. He never got the money. The players never got the money. The staff. Did y'all realize that the coaching staff was working for free? They weren't even getting paid before he got there? How you working a job at a university and you not getting paid? It's volunteer? What? I don't... What? What's going on? And this is an HBCU, remember. This is the same HBCU that everybody keeps telling me that I should have gone to. And how dare I go to a PWI like Michigan State University, a university I'm very proud of. But maybe we'll get into that later. Um, So they weren't doing what they said they were going to do. Also, it's one thing if you have your, your vehicle parked just off campus in the hood where the university is located and somebody breaks in your car. That's one thing. That may or may not be able to be controlled. But in your office, your coach, the coach's office, somebody goes in his office, steals everything that he had in there besides what he had on his body during the game. How does that happen? So I saw the video. I didn't even know about that. That, that didn't make national news. But I saw the video where he was disgusted by it. You know, he's one man. He's He brought hope to the university. But darn it, he thought he had buy-in from all of Jackson State in the community. Not just those who don't commit crime, but everybody. But no, 
All of a sudden, his son's car is broken into. All of a sudden, his office is broken into. And things were stolen. Money, credit cards, everything, he said. Ridiculous. Absolutely unacceptable. Do you think that had anything to do with him making a decision to leave? The university that hired you, who said that they were going to support you, didn't? Hasn't been? The interim president, from all reports, is walking around jealous because all the focus is on Dion and not on him and the university? Oh, got some feelings involved? Is that what's going on? Then the backlash came. What? You're leaving? You've only been here three years. What's up with that? What's up with that? You told us that you were coming to Jackson State to make change and to change HBCUs and the condition of HBCUs all across the network. That you were coming to um, improve HBCUs. That you were coming to make changes and make a difference and motivate. And God brought you here. That's what you said. Well, so now because he's leaving after three years, that means all of that is not true? That's what I keep hearing. I I don't know how many podcasts I have watched since this story broke. And in on each one, that's what people are saying. Oh, well, you promised and you promised, but you can't do that after three years. And now you gone. You got our hopes up and now that's gone. You a sellout. You didn't do what you said you was going to do. Or this one. Now, listen, Bomani Jones is one of my favorite journalists, commentators, broadcasters of all time. I love him. He's in my top 10 of all media people that I like to listen to, watch, hear from, and whose opinion I value. On this here, I believe he's all wrong about it. He said that Dion, you know, hey, it's okay if you leave for a better opportunity and for more money. But just don't make it seem like it's about something else. Hold up, Bamani. Just because he's leaving after three years doesn't mean that it wasn't about something else. Don't don't tell me it's God that sent you. What if it was God that sent him? What if it was God that told him, okay, now, my son, three years is long enough, and I need for you to go over here now for this purpose. I got a purpose for you over in Colorado. I need you to go there. Accept the job. How do you know? Don't the Bible say don't lean? Doesn't it say lean not on your own understanding? Yeah, we, we can't lean on our understanding all the time. God allows things to happen. We don't understand why. We might understand later, though, when we get the end result. So he goes to Colorado, does a press conference, meets the team for the first time, talks about, hey, tells his son, uh, Shador, to to stand up. Hey, Shador, that's your quarterback. Well, we already saw the meme. The quarterback had already put his name in the transfer portal, the current quarterback. 
because he knew his son was coming to be quarterback because that's what he plays at Jackson State. Shiloh, who plays a cornerback like like Dion did and wears number 21 in honor of him, he wasn't there at the press conference. And from what I'm hearing is that he's kind of torn between staying at Jackson State and going to Colorado. He's not very happy about this decision. I believe he's going to end up going. That's what I believe. But anyway, back to the so-called controversy. You hear all these people, oh, this is just awful. What are we going to do now? He gave us all this hope and now he's gone. Took all that hope away. Bashed these kids' hope. No. The players are saying, let's finish what we started with Coach Brian. In honor of him. In honor of ourselves. Let's keep this moving forward. Let's be great. So the players have it on right. It's the alumni and the alumni of other HBCUs that I hear that's pretty ticked off. Why are we like this? Why are we like this by our own people? Why are we like this, people? Why? Here he is, a black man that said that he wants to affect change. And he wants to be a leader of these young men. And he's done that. He said that he was there to affect change. He brought change. He said he was there to improve things he did. He did improve things across all of the HBCUs. Because I don't know if you noticed. But ESPN. The worldwide leader. Not ESPN2. ESPNU. ESPN3. ESPN clap. I'm not talking about those other ESPN. I'm talking about the, the main ESPN broadcast HBCU games more than they ever have. I don't even think they've ever broadcasted HBCU on ESPN one. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe they have. And if they have, it wasn't that often. But since dion has been there, I've seen all kinds of schools playing, not just Jackson State. I was able to see my parents' alma mater, North Carolina A&T, play three times just this season. That's a Dion effect. That's a Dion effect. You think it's not? You better check your records. So, I don't understand why we're this way. Why everybody thinks that he's done something wrong? Why are they saying that he didn't do what he said he was going to do? I'm going to point out to you that he has done what he said. Number one, he never said how long he was going to stay. He didn't specify. He didn't say he was going to be there 10 years. Yet what I hear people saying is, hey, when he said that he was coming to improve HBCUs, that's a 10-year plan. Yeah, that's what you interpret it to be. That's not what he said. So you put your interpretation and formulated your expectations out of that. That's what you did. That's not what he, you can't hold him accountable for your expectations. Doesn't even make any sense. The second thing, the JSU president, as I said earlier, he didn't demonstrate straight that he was supporting him and his plans. Not, not only just for the team, but for the whole university. He didn't give them the money. If this report that I'm getting is true, 
then he didn't give them their money as promised. Now, that wasn't just Dion money. That was the players and coaching staff money, too. Third thing, yeah, there's crime everywhere. But Dion's point was that I thought we were all in this together. And we supposed to have, you know, all the way down to the security people on campus. How was they allowed to get into my office and steal from me on this campus? How was that allowed? How did that happen? How did it? You going to hold him accountable for the football team. You hold the university accountable for the crime that's on it. Fourth. After he made his announcement. That he was leaving. Actually, it was before he made his announcement. It was when it was leaked before he was able to actually officially make his announcement. You see Jackson State people and maybe other HBCU uh, fans as well posting video after video on all these social media um, platforms showing him, Coach Prime, playing that song, If You Want to Leave. It's a song, If You Want to Leave, you know, you can go, that type of song. I don't even know who is by what it's called, but I've heard it many times before in my, my old life here. But they're playing that. If you want to leave, then just go. As if, get out of here then. Oh, you don't want to stay here? Get out. Like, they're mad. Another another one they've been, they've been uh, saying, they've been chanting, F, F Coach Prime, F Coach Prime. What? F? Well, maybe y'all need to pay him back all that money he left there for all the facilities he's leaving behind. He said in his press conference, guys, that he's not taking, he's not wiping out the whole program and lifting it up and flying it all to Colorado. He left y'all the blueprint. The blueprint. We're going to talk about that blueprint in a minute. But to me, those fans, ungrateful. Ungrateful and irrational, emotionally reacting to the nonsense. Before they even think about what they're doing. Why in the world would you go around saying F Coach Prime because he's leaving. As if now you don't know what you're going to do. And he left you a blueprint of what to do. It's time for these fans to hold those people who are left behind at Jackson State accountable. And hold them to the same standard that was set by Coach Prime. Why don't you try doing that? But lastly, a big complaint is how Dion handled it. Why did you call this press conference and make this announcement as soon as they won uh, the conference championship game? I had heard this woman. Those players didn't even have a chance to uh, go home and enjoy it, enjoy their victory and process things. Before he called this press, I don't understand, lady. What part of the decision was leaked so he had to immediately talk about it that you miss in here? That's what happens when stuff gets leaked before you want it to be. 
and you no longer control the timing or the narrative, you've got to act fast. You don't have time to wait until later on after the game or the next day and all that. You've got to say something. And I'm so glad he did it on camera so everybody can see it. The problem is, though, Coach Prime, people edit your video and only show the little tidbits where he said something kind of, you know, kind of popped off a little bit. But they weren't showing all the whole video. I saw the entire video where the players were thanking him and everything and staff members were thanking him. Media wasn't playing that, though. So I don't understand what they wanted. I don't understand what they wanted. It's the way he did it. Well, what did you want him to do? I don't get what you wanted him to do. Can can somebody please tell me what you wanted him to do? Somebody just needs to comment to me and, you know, send me an inbox message or something and tell me what in the world did you want him to do? This is the last thing I'm going to say. I'm going to talk about these expectations. He said that he was coming to affect change. And change he did. He improved everything in the process. It's been three years. I get that people are upset because they thought it was going to be longer. But he did not say that. He didn't say he was going to be there 10 years, folks. That's what you thought. And now you're in your feelings. You see the good that's been done. And yes, you're disappointed because that won't continue. But it doesn't mean you fold up and die. Now remember, you guys are supposed to be the gold standard for the black college experience. Remember, you all have spent years telling us, those us black people who attended PWIs, you all have spent all this time telling us what we missed out on. There's no way we could have had as enjoyable an experience at a PWI as they did because I didn't have the whole black experience, right? Okay, black experience. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and follow the blueprint. That's what I say. Stop whining about it. You know, look at who our people are. We were brought over here on ships. A lot of us didn't even make it over here. We're put to work for free. Living in squalor. Had to eat scraps for generations. Families busted up. Sold off to other plantations and whatnot. Raped. Robbed from. No land. No rights. No voice. No safety. No freedom. All of this. We have survived. All of this created these wonderful HBCU institutions to go to. And then after desegregation and integration, blacks ventured out to PWIs to go to school and elevated. But still the HBCUs are there offering that black experience. Why? Because we come from good stock. Know who you are, Jackson State. Know your history. You say you know. V.I. Love. 
You say you know. So be about it. You Jackson State. It's not all about Dion. We thank him for what he's done and we're going to continue this on. We're going to keep instilling in our in our students. They can be do and be anything they want to be. We're going to keep instilling to our football team that we're going to dominate. We're going to keep instilling unity in our students. Integrity. Being a student athlete first. Student first. Getting the good grades like he pushed first. Keep doing it. Keep demanding it of them. All these young men and young women athletes are looking for is for you as leaders to demand it from them. They will do it. Don't be afraid. And certainly, don't try to use him as a scapegoat, as an excuse for your mediocre or substandard performance from here on out. That's what you're not going to do. So what I say is get over it. He's gone now. You didn't appreciate him when he was there. So hopefully when you get this next one, hopefully you'll appreciate him. That's what I'm hoping. I'm really hoping that you're going to appreciate him. It's going to be interesting to see how um, Dion uh, fares when he gets going at Colorado. You know, I keep hearing people say, oh, my gosh, if he doesn't do this in two years, they're going to fire him. You know he doesn't care about that, right? All he cares about is success. It's not like he's hurting for money. He's still got the bar stool contract. They ain't going nowhere. Still has his other ventures. He's not doing this for the money, folks. He's doing this to prove a point. And the HBCUs are better off because of it. And although he's going to Colorado, they still are better off. So stop saying the nonsense that he has left y'all. And now he didn't do what he said he was going to do because he has. But you just need to be still, stop being emotional, and realize it. Pick yourself up. Get going. You have a university to run. So that's my take on it, folks. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been fun. I love doing these shows, but, you know, especially about stuff like this. I tell you, college was great for me. And every time I hear these fight songs, boy, I get so pumped. It's a great time of your life. I would go right back if I could. But anyway, keep following me. Keep listening to my content. Follow me on social media, Chocolate Writer. I'm at Chocolate Writer on IG and Twitter. I'm at The Chocolate Writer online, thechocolatewriter.com. And I'm Chocolate Writer on Facebook. So I'm chocolate all the way around. So you can always follow me. You can catch me doing these podcasts. And also combined with the Ignorant Thing Girls podcast on doing some sports throughout the week on the side, John, and Talk Your Is Tuesday. I'm everywhere. And every now and then, I'll guest on somebody else's podcast. So once again, 
Thank you again for joining me. And as always, I wish you love, peace, and chocolate.